You're listening to The Way Out, creating financial freedom through network marketing with Andrew Logan. This podcast is your step-by-step guide to building and growing your own business and creating passive investment vehicles. If you crave legacy, wealth, and freedom, keep listening. Hello and welcome to The Way Out Podcast. Andrew Logan here. Great to be with you as always for another episode, episode 225 on this Monday morning here in Australia. And it is a cold, wet, miserable day. Winter has certainly arrived. Yesterday was one of those days where you just want to lay in bed and do nothing all day under the blankets because it was just miserable and dumping rain and freezing cold. Um, And so that's what we pretty much did as a family. Lots of movies and relax and switch off time. But Monday morning, let's get into the podcast and talk about financial freedom and the business skills and mindsets and the financial skills and mindsets we need. And Today, I do want to talk about the financial side of things. Obviously, we we jump back and forth between them. We've had a couple of great guests in recently. So today, I want to talk about good debt and bad debt and really like defining what actually is good debt and bad debt. Because like anything, I think there can be a little bit of confusion and people can get a little bit confused as a lack of clarity and what's really sold out there by a lot of people is not actually good debt. And people can find out very quickly that they've taken on debt to invest, but it's not actually good debt. Just because it's an investment doesn't make it a good debt investment. And that's obviously where things go wrong. And particularly with the GFC. I mean, that's where we saw so much go wrong for a lot of people because they were going deeply into debt, deeply, deeply into debt to buy stocks. And then when these stocks were going up, you know, everyone was a genius and everyone was a stock market guru. Um, But then what happened when they started going down? And again, when people were going deeply in debt to buy lots of houses and that was all fine while the property market was booming. Everyone is a guru in a raging bull market. Anyone can make money in a massively ridiculous bull market that just goes up and up and up. But then what happens when things go down? What happens when the market starts going down and people are holding debt that they can't get rid of and they're holding debt that is getting bigger and bigger, you know, because what they own is worth less. And so this debt is actually worse than it was before. So you want to think of good debt and bad debt, not just, well, it's good debt because it's invested. You know, I'm, I'm buying stocks with debt, so that's okay. Or I'm buying a property or land or currencies or commodities or whatever with debt, that's okay. You need to think of, does this debt produce a cash flow greater than it costs me to borrow? That's what you need to work out. That's the sort of sum you need to go through in your head. That's the calculation you need to work out. Because for a lot of people, they're borrowing and and going into debt, and then you've got to pay repayments on this debt. You know, you five, six, seven, eight, 10%, whatever it is, it's costing you to borrow this money. And they're not seeing a cash flow return. They're hoping to see a capital gains return at some point when they sell it, but they're not seeing a cash flow return. So very simple example. Now, if you uh, went and bought a property, a rental property, not financial advice, as always, big asterisk, this is not financial advice. This is just an example. If you buy a property and you're sitting there on the property and you can't rent it out, there's no cash flow coming in for whatever reason, it's just not a great property or the rent's not really that good, and say it costs you 6% to borrow the million dollars for this property, a nice round figure, 
but it's not bringing you in anywhere near that, it might not even bring you anything or it's bringing in two or 3%, then let's say on a great day, it brings in 3%, it's costing you 6% to borrow. You're still in debt a million dollars at 3%. So that is not good debt. Now you can sit there and argue and, you know, people in flashy seminars and, and nice suits will sit there and say, well, it's okay because in 10 years it'll be worth more. Maybe, potentially. But in that meantime, you are losing money every single week and that's not investing. You know, investing money isn't just lose money week after week after week after week and hopefully sell it later. Because by the time you sell it later and you take in inflation, you take in all the money you've lost over the years, all the money you've been putting away, and it's just losing 3% on a good day over and over again, uh, you, you know, you're lucky to break even at the end of the day because the property itself, in this case property, it's not that the property goes up in value, it's just the value of the dollar buying it goes down in value. So when we take in inflation and the cost of holding it and the cost of borrowing and all that kind of stuff, all these people that tell you, oh, I bought that for $20,000 50 years ago and sold it for a million. Um, well, you know, those stories, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of hyperbole in those stories. They're not always telling you the total truth of the holding costs. And that's where we talk about, you know, storing wealth versus creating. If you've got enough money where you can go out and just happily lose money or you've got the cash to buy things and just store your money in property, then that's awesome, you know, store it in there. But if you want to create wealth and you want to go into debt to create wealth, you need to think about the cash flow creation. So if we lean over into stocks, now there are stocks that you can just buy and hold and there are stocks that you can buy and hold and they will pay you dividends. And dividends is what makes the difference between good debt and bad debt on stocks. So again, you know, in Australia, most companies, you know, decent, solid company will pay you about five to eight percent dividends. So again, let's say you've you found a good company that you believe in, that you understand, and it pays you eight percent, and it only costs you five percent to borrow. So you borrow, you know, not advice, just an example. You borrow a hundred thousand dollars at five percent, and your stock is paying you a dividend of eight percent. Then that is good debt because that debt is creating cash flow. That hundred thousand dollars is creating you a cash flow through the dividends and the dividends are higher than the cost of borrowing. So in this case, you have a positive cash flow investment. That is good debt, that is cash flow producing debt. Anything that's negatively geared is not good debt, it is bad debt, it is toxic debt. Now, yes, we can get worse into you know personal loans and credit card loans and store loans and stuff like that, you know, and credit card debt that is you know, 15 to 20% and then someone will come along with those, you know, debt consolidation loans and you can, you know, for 10%, they'll give you like one loan to pay off all the other things. And again, this is not ideal, but it's, yes, it's better to have one debt of 10% than multiple debts of 20%, right? That's not good debt, but it's slightly better debt. <laughs> it's like slightly better than the worst thing out there. It's like, what's, what's the worst thing that could happen? This is one off that. But the reality is, don't calculate debt just purely on, well, it's an investment, so it's okay to go into debt. And yes, I've got a few houses or some land or stocks or whatever, and I'm in debt to them, but that's okay because it's investment. It's that kind of thinking that gets people in trouble. You've got to sit there and say, if I'm going to go into debt, I've got to know that I'm going into debt to create cash flow. And that's why we love property. Again, just personally, 
We love property because it's not about buying the property, it's about buying the ability to create cash flow. So I buy property just as the vehicle to create cash flow. We don't buy the house itself, we don't particularly, you know, and you know, one quick thing, if you do ever go into property, not advice, but just if you ever do go in, don't buy houses that you would live in. <laughs> buy houses that will rent well. Don't buy houses that you particularly like. Buy houses that are going to create you cash flow because you're not buying the house. You're not even really buying the land. Like, okay, you're storing some wealth in the land, but you're buying the rental income. That's what you're buying. You're buying the ability to create cash flow. So if you're emotionally attached to a house and you love it, um, that's not always a great sign. And you know, for those of you who know Angie and I's story, this this one troublesome house that Angie is very emotionally attached to, um, and it keeps causing us problems, right? And and that's one debt that you know will forever in our marriage always cause arguments, kind of stuff. But the reality is, yes, we'll be able to sell it for more than we bought it, but for a long period of time, it hasn't been good debt because it hasn't been cash flow creating debt. Now, the last little thing on this as well is this all you'll see this a lot and happen when people buy stuff just for the tax deductions. And especially when they go into business and people will convince them, hey, upgrade your car. Now's the time to upgrade your car because you've got a business and we can put it through your company and we can get a leasing agreement and all that kind of stuff. And all these expenses are tax deductions. And they're going to convince you to spend $80,000. Fifty to eighty thousand dollars on a decent car, just so you can write off twenty thousand of it in tax deductions. Now, again, think about it in the bigger term. If you give me eighty thousand dollars and I give you twenty thousand dollars back, I still win because I'm sixty thousand dollars ahead. You're sixty thousand dollars down. Yes, you got an eighty thousand dollar car for sixty thousand, and you got some tax deductions, but you've gone into debt for the wrong reason. You've gone into debt. And you've got this debt that's not producing your cash flow because every week your car doesn't give you money. It costs you money. And people are like, oh, well, it's okay because it's a tax deduction. It's okay because it's a business investment. No. Now, yes. Yes, we do need to buy cars. Yes, we do need roofs over our head. Okay. Yes, we do need to have some debt that isn't positive, right? We just That's the reality of life. Um, unless you can buy your house in cash or unless you live, you know, you're doing the van life and you bought your van in cash, all that kind of stuff to have a roof over your head and a car. You generally got to get a loan in the world these days. So yes, we're going to have some debt that doesn't produce us cash flow. And that's for Angie and I, the goal is, well, let's get all our other investments to provide a cash flow. And then we don't pay for our house. Our investments pay for our house and we don't pay for our car. Our investments pay for our cars. That's the goal. If we can produce enough cash flow producing debt, that then we can go out and say, well, we've got these houses that provide us cash flow. And now when I buy a car, that car is being the debt on that is being serviced by all this great cash flow producing debt. The car hasn't actually cost me money out of my pocket. It's it's come out of the investing pool, right? So I don't have to go and get a job to pay for this car. So when we're buying things just for the tax deduction, just for the investment, you know, in in inverted commas, well, it's okay because it's an investment. It's okay because it's a tax deduction. We're going to sit there and say, hang on, I'm still spending money and I'm still taking on debt and I'm still putting a negative cash flow on my life. And if that negative cash flow is too big, that's when people go broke. 
They don't go broke because they don't have enough assets. They go broke because they don't have enough cash flow to pay for the debt that they have. And that's what we saw in the GFC. That's what we see in you know, where the world's heading at the moment. And a lot of people, a lot of countries on the brink of recession, a lot of people really, really struggling. Have a look at the debt you're carrying and have a look at how much cash flow that debt is um, giving you. And if it's not providing you cash flow, we need to like do what we can to get rid of it. And, and we really want to be carrying as little negatively cash flow debt as possible. Not financial advice. <laughs> I'm not telling you specifically to go out and do anything. I'm just saying as a general rule, personally, I'm like right now, especially with the world as it is at the moment, we are redu- like everything, all the spare cash we have is just going on to make sure that the handful of things that we do have that aren't positively cash flow, you know, like our house, we're just going to get like throw a heap of money at them, get right on top of them so that, you know, if things ever do go wrong, we've got that wiggle room in place. We've got that buffer, you know, as rates go or money gets more expensive, that kind of stuff. We've got that buffer in place to take care of things. So don't think about just good debt and bad debt. Well, I, I'm investing, so that's good debt or, you know, that's a business expense. So that's good debt. Think cash flow producing debt. Does this debt make more money than it costs me to borrow? If it does, great. If it doesn't, you really, 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 really need to think about if you need this thing in your life. Um, And if you do really need it in your life, it's a, a motorbike or something you really want in your life, even better, think about, well, how do I have both? And, you know, like put that brain to work. Okay, well, what can I buy that is cash flow producing? And then that cash flow producing buys me my toy buys me the bike, buys me the, the boat, or you know, buys me the holiday, whatever it is. How can I go out and create assets, build assets, buy assets that then pay me the cash flow to pay for the holidays or the toys or the things that I do need? So I hope you got value out of today's episode. As always, I hope it's really helped with your mindset and your skill sets. Before we go, I want to recognize our subscriber of the week. So last week I did a big shout out because last week was my birthday. I'm now 41 and one week old today but last week was my birthday so if you did leave me a rating and review i'll find out tonight you get like the weekly email from the um the podcast platform telling you about reviews and all that kind of stuff if you did leave me a rating and review as a birthday present i greatly greatly appreciate you i want to thank the people who did share the podcast up on their stories and and wish me happy birthday i want to recognize colin palmtree he's been a great supporter of the podcast from pretty much day one he's been a supporter of you know, everything we've produced over the years since day one. So he did a post up sharing the podcast on his stories, micro-influencing his group and just wishing me a happy birthday too. So Colin, I'm going to spin this wheel for you and you've got my time management mastery. So shoot me a message. I'm going to send you my time management mastery course. If you've already got that, I will send you something else. Anyone else, if you want to be subscriber of the week, just take a screenshot on your device, pop it up on your stories, tag me. I'm at Andrew James Logan. And next week, you could be subscriber of the week and we'll spin the wheel for you. Otherwise, I hope you have an amazing weekend. As always, you're surrounded by great people who support you and your business. And we'll catch you for another episode on Thursday. See you then. Thanks for listening to The Way Out, creating financial freedom through network marketing. Connect with Andrew on Instagram and Facebook at Andrew James Logan. For your seven-step system to financial freedom and other tools and resources to help you grow your business fast, go to www.andrewlogan.net. 
Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Until next time, keep moving forward.